Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, Emmy fans uh, and TV fans in general. I am Gold Derby senior editor Daniel Montgomery here with. With my fellow senior editors Joyce Eng and Marcus James Dixon. Uh, we are here to talk about the Emmy race for best drama series. Um, and if you want to predict the race for best drama series, you can go to goldderby.com and make your predictions right there. You can keep updating them as often as you like until the nominations are announced in July. Um, and of course, you will want to update your predictions when we tell you what's going to happen right now. Um, as, as we're recording this, uh, it's, we're two days, uh, after the Game of Thrones series finale. So, um, that is the context within where we're talking about this race right now. Uh, it's the front runner to win best drama series, according to our odds. Uh, let's start there. We'll go into the other six likely contenders for best drama series afterwards. But first off, start with you, Marcus. What did you think about the finale and how it relates to the show's potential Emmy chance for Best Drama Series? Well, first of all, I think you deserve an Emmy for that intro. That was amazing. And, best host. Uh, yeah, best Sorry, host. RuPaul. <laughs> no, no. We're, I'll submit daytime. I'll submit daytime. Okay. I'll, I'll win there. <laughs> um, listen, the Game of Thrones finale was very divisive. I happened to be on the side that was like, it was good. Was it the greatest finale ever? No, I don't think anyone thinks that. Was it the worst finale ever? No. And just ignore this vocal minority that's popping up every on every aspect of the internet because the Emmy voters don't care about that. The Emmy voters are gonna care about the all of the crafts combined. Like all of those people get to vote for best drama series. All of the acting, um, the acting voters get to vote for best drama series. So. Even though a lot of people didn't like it, it's not going to affect its Emmy chances. It's still going to win. And then I could go on my my little rants on a, at a different time. But it was it was good. It was good. And what about you, Joyce? Yeah, the season overall was not great, <laughs> to put it terribly. And um, I don't think the finale was terrible. It was just sort of an episode of television I watched. <laughs> Like it was just there and there were a lot of issues of the writing throughout the whole season and there were still a lot of plot holes in the finale. Um, but I, I agree with Marcus that, you know, the rest, like aside from the writing, the rest of the show is like almost unimpeachable, like from the technical standpoint. And even the actors, you know, say what you will about the actors and like how they've improved or not over the years, but they did not have a lot of work with the season and they did the best they took with it. Um, and I just feel like 
if there's no real like alternative to be yeah. Game of Thrones this year, because I so many shows just skip the season, like Handmaid's Tale. Um, Big Little Lies was internal competition, so it's like you know you could kind of forgive that. And Westworld was always coming back next year, but Stranger Things, you know, it's like and I like the other shows that everyone's predicting, I don't know if any of them at this point is strong enough. Maybe we'll be seeing a different tune once, you know, we see the nominations and if there's like one particular show that blows up, that seems like a viable alternative. But right now I think it's still winning. Yeah, I think it's still winning too. I thought the season, I've always been, I've never been like a super fan of Game of Thrones. I've thought it's had amazing crafts. Uh, I think it's had some really great moments in terms of writing and acting and storytelling and some low moments that I wasn't as big a fan of. Yeah, it was wildly um, inconsistent. <laughs> yeah, I, I think this last season was kind of really problematic. Um, and it, it, I think the writers just wrote themselves into a corner. They had too much ground to cover and they left themselves not enough time to cover it because I think it was Benioff and yeah, they were just rushing wanted to, to end over with. Soon. HBO yeah. would, would have kept the show on until 2030 if they could have. It's um, funny that I, I would argue that even though they had so much to cover, it's like some of these scenes in the finale could have been trimmed. I mean, these scenes lasted forever. Yeah, and that's the there weird was a thing because like, Tyrion like... arranging chairs, like yeah. literally arranging the deck chairs. But yeah. like, there's like from. like the last three episodes were like I think like eighty minutes long or something, and it's it's so weird because it it felt like they were doing nothing at certain points, yeah. and then they were just doing too much because they just excised these scenes that we should have had, right? Like you know, John telling his sisters <laughs> his true parentage. You know, and like, and then it just gives us these, you know, like 10 minutes, like scenes of like Tyrion walking. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of that. And the scene with John and Tyrion in, in the, the prison cell, just, I looked at my watch. I'm like, is this scene still going on? This is the finale. Let's get going. It was exposition. It was just yeah, was like all, all of Peter Dinklage's monologues were exposition. <laughs> every word Peter did, and this is why I admire the actors on the show so much. I think they had a Herculean task, and Peter Dinklage especially, his job in that finale was to deliver exposition in a way that felt emotional, but whose actual purpose was to act to make sense of the plot twists that were about to happen. Uh, yeah, so that and also to like retcon what has already happened, what they did not care to show, <laughs> mm. because they should have given like Danny a scene to, because her heel turn was so dramatic, there wasn't yeah. enough time for that to develop. Um, it, it didn't feel earned, and they should have at least like given her a scene in the finale before she died to sort of explain, like outside of that speech, explain her motivations and everything. Mm -hmm. And you know, they had her say that she couldn't count to twenty twice when she yeah. was a child and then she dies and yeah. and then they just I know that heavy lifting to Peter Dinklage <laughs> that yeah, turned that's... me uh, like I couldn't count to 20 as a child and if I had had a dragon I would have committed genocide like <laughs> absolutely uh, uh another thing I just wanted to mention real fast is, is Lena Headey's screen time this season was non-existent I can't believe you know this was my favorite character and and she hardly had anything to do so that was my number one gripe about the season but overall i really enjoyed it it was it was you know not everything i wanted it to be but it was still i couldn't take my eyes off this yeah like i don't really have an issue with where everyone ended up it's just how they got there that was bad mm -hmm. yeah i think that was a, a 
a problem. And we'll, I honestly think the place that I would hold it against the show is best writing. Like, unless they submit yeah. the uh, Night of the Seven Kingdoms episode for writing, they should pro- the writer's branch could probably skip that category. Yeah, I mean, it did lose last year. Yeah. So. Uh, but as we were saying, uh, will it win, will it lose best drama series because the, uh, uh, because the last season and those last episodes especially were, were very divisive, or is there really nothing to take it down? I think like uh, both of you were saying, right now I don't see what beats it. Um, and I think Joyce is right that on nominations morning we might find out. Um, if, if a show drastically overperforms, I think Killing Eve has built so much buzz over the last year, even since it aired its first season and now into its second season. If that show explodes in a significant way, I think that could position itself as the alternative. Um, something like Ozark, um, which is really going to be the big player for Netflix this season. They don't have The Crown. They don't have Stranger Things this season. So Netflix's campaigning attention won't be as divided, although they also have Bodyguard. Um, but let, 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 actually the best thing for Netflix might be if only one of those shows gets in, hmm. they can put all yeah. their muscle behind that one show uh, and focus on it. And they also have so well in the guilds. the final season of House of Cards, but if that gets in, I think it'll just be for actress. I don't know if it's yeah, getting into no drama. Yeah, no one really cares about that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's in for actress, but yeah, drama series feels like a longer shot. Um, and then there's Better Call Saul, which has sort of been waiting in the wings for a while. Mm-hmm. I just I just want that show to win at least one Emmy anywhere. <laughs> it's yeah, it, it doesn't have the buzz it used to, but it has a, an opening here, and it has an opening for best actor for Bob Odenkirk. I yeah. Think this is the best chance it's had in either thus far. This was the most breaking bad season yet of Better Call Saul. I mean, they are bringing in everyone from that show except like the main characters. So if there are still Breaking Bad fans out there, they could be voting for it. I do think Ozark is number two though, behind Game of Thrones. It's going to really explode this year, just like Breaking Bad did in season two. It's going to get in for drama series and writing and directing and Laura Linney and Jason Bateman and um, maybe... What's her name? Julia Garner. Julia Garner. And maybe I, I, Peter I have, Mullen. I have Peter Mullen getting in too, uh, just because I feel like that show is going to be so big. Um, let me yeah, just, it uh, always overperforms when no one is expecting. Yeah, at every <laughs> award show. And now we're expecting it. Watch it underperform. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but before we, uh, let me actually, uh, uh, for everyone watching this at home, go just go down what's number two through number seven. There are seven slots for a best drama series at the Emmys, or eight or nine, depending on if. Uh, the the last uh, vote getters are close enough to the total of the top seven. Um, so after Game of Thrones in our racetrack odds, we have number two, Killing Eve, uh, number three, Better Call Saul, number four, This Is Us, which we haven't talked about yet, number five, Ozark, number six, Homecoming, which we haven't talked about yet, and seven, we actually have Succession, uh, another HBO show, which uh, we haven't talked about yet. So we have a bunch of uh, uh, ground that we could cover here. Let's start with uh, This Is Us. Uh, which we haven't discussed yet. That's fourth in our odds right now. It's been nominated the last two years in a row. It lost a little ground last year. Uh, I think it's vulnerable, but I also don't think there's enough, you know, with shows like The Crown, Stranger Things, Handmaid's Tale out of the running this year, I don't see that there is enough coming up behind it that it'll lose its spot. Uh, What do you think, Joyce? Yeah, I feel the same way. Like, there's just too many openings for it to retain a spot, so it could just get in again from inertia. Um, but I could see it just decreasing in nominations again because it just it, it it doesn't seem like voters really love that show, 
And, you know, it hasn't been able to break it into like writing or directing. Mm. Um, you know, it lost like acting nominations, although it, it still won one last year in guest. Uh, so I feel like it's it's like one of those like actorly shows that might just benefit from that kind of love, you know, it won SAG again. Uh, and, you know, I could see like Chrissy Metz getting back in since there's a ton of openings in that category as well. So I think it retains its spot in drama series. By default. Yeah, and but I don't think it has a chance of winning. Yeah. How about it's you, been, It's been a long time since a broadcast drama series has gotten three nominations here. I mean, The Good Fight, sorry, The Good Wife only got two and then it was dropped. And it, it didn't made, even make it back in for its best season, season five. Maybe Lost was the last time that a show got three. I think that got four total. Um, so it's been a while. So it, I think it'll happen this year. And most of that is because of all of the open slots. Um, but yeah, I don't know if it could win. I mean, actually, I probably think it can't win. But look out for the actors. I mean, Justin Hartley could get in this year. Um, Sterling and Milo, I think, are both getting in again. Mandy Moore, she could finally get in for the first time. So I think a lot of the actors could get in. Maybe some guest stars. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's where I think that'll be the last stronghold for for This Is Us when the story of the show is at the Emmys is told in in a few years. Once that show is is, is done, it'll be that'll be a, the the actors branch show. Uh, I think you know yeah. even if it falls out of best drama series at some point in the future. Um, I, I feel like it'll it'll still like Sterling will hold on and and uh, maybe Milo, mm -hmm. uh, maybe Chrissy could come in and out. Uh, Justin Hartley could come in and out. It's not wouldn't be the first time someone got nominated for the show for a show like on their third season for the first time. So Justin could certainly do it. Susan Kolechi Watson could do it. Yeah, I have her getting in. <clears throat> yeah. So so and the actors branch is really holding that show up, and I think it's going to be. Uh, uh, I, I think it'll get in again, but I, I do think it's a little vulnerable. It's not a sure thing, but I feel like it's solid. Yeah, um, if it got snubbed, I would not be shocked. But mm -hmm. if it made it in, I'd be like, okay, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, and let's talk about uh, a show uh, from a network that hasn't gotten in, and not even a network, a streaming service that hasn't gotten into this category yet, I don't think. Uh, uh, Amazon, they have Homecoming. Um, and... It, that's in our top six. That's in sixth place uh, in our odds. I loved this show. I think it's vulnerable. I don't think it did as strongly in the winter uh, uh, award season as we would have thought for uh, a show from the creator of Mr. Robot, uh, who directed all the episodes, Julia Roberts, Oscar winner, one of the biggest stars in the world. Um, and it didn't. It it, it it sort of had a, a soft impact on you know, the award scene last fall. And it's been several months since it came out. So is is it gonna hold on for best drama series? I'm wondering, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Uh, Amazon uh, is powerful. They and, and this is probably gonna be their big push for best drama. So uh, what do you think about that, Marcus? Um, I, I think this will be Amazon's first drama series. They've gotten in a ton of their comedies, um, but... <sighs> It's so different and so unique. The people that watched it really, really loved it. Question is, did enough Emmy voters watch it? I know it got it got nominated at a lot of guilds, but I don't know if it won a lot. I can't remember. It didn't. It didn't. It, it did like 
okay at guilds. I think I think at like editing or something, but don't like hold me to that. But mm -hmm. Riley would yeah, know. Yeah, he would know. But <laughs> yeah, I just I just feel like it it never like the buzz and the love for it never matched like the pre-premiere expectations for it. Mm -hmm. Um and then, you know, I, I feel like maybe like this time last year or whenever like Julia Roberts signed on, we were like, oh my God, she's gonna like sweep everything. And yeah. then, you know, like the Sandra O oh train came out and dominated. And and then, you know, now like, we know like she and Sam Esmail are not coming back for season two um, as like, you know, writer, director, star, like just, they're just gonna be producers. So I, I don't have it in currently, I did have it in one point, but, um, I don't know. I feel like there's like, like six shows like fighting for those last couple of spots. Um, mm -hmm. and I could just like rotate one of them out like every two weeks. <laughs> yeah. I feel the same way. Some, some races like, uh, like drama actress, for instance, I think there are seven women in that race altogether and, and like mm -hmm. six of them will get in and maybe all seven if there's a, a oh, interesting. Um, yeah. but in drama series, I do feel like after your top four or five, there are another like eight shows that could get yeah. in, but aren't necessarily guaranteed. Um, I don't think I currently have Homecoming in there. How do you, how about you? Uh, I, I have it in fifth place actually. Amazon's pushing it really hard. And Julia, even though she's not coming back, she, she is part of the campaign. And she, I think she was at the, the Amazon FYC experience. Um, so yeah, it's, I think it's, it's gonna get in, but if, like Joyce said, for you know, this is us. If Homecoming doesn't get in, I won't be surprised. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm, I'm predicting it. Yeah, I think, I think the key for it is to lean on the Julia Roberts factor in the sense that, like, if she's out campaigning for it, if she's out promoting it, even though she's not coming back to the show and it aired a while ago if it feels like an afterthought for her career then i feel like it's going to be an afterthought at the emmys um so i feel like if, if if she you know comes out and supports the show uh you know amazon you know pushes her front and center and you know, look at this work she did this is an incredible performance that she gave which it absolutely is and it deserves attention and recognition i feel like they could, but but I feel like it has to be a hard push because it's not something that I think people are gonna remember on their own. On yeah, Netflix. it's weird because like it was, it seemed like she was gearing up for this big comeback at the end of last year between this and Ben is back, and both of them kind of flatlined hmm. a little bit. So yeah, she really needs to get out there. Like I mean, she she can get in just because she's Julia Roberts. So I, like, there's a scenario where I can see she being the only representative nominee of the show, and then there's one where I could see it getting series her like bobby cannavale like writing directing you know they so, love bobby they do love bobby they love bobby and they don't they don't love julia as much as you'd think they would no, she lost to kathy bates <laughs> she lost to kathy bates before that she lost she, i remember it was a huge deal when she was uh dating on, law and, order. on law and order she bets drama guest actress she's got it in the bag she lost to deborah monk for nyp mm -hmm. blue mm. so uh it, she's not an automatic name check for for Emmy voters. So I, I am a little bit wary of thinking, oh, it's the movie star factor, she's gonna get in. I think she will. Um, well, they nominate her, they just good, don't but... give her the award. <laughs> <laughs> Almost every time she does TV, she gets nominated for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then in seventh place in our odds, and this is a show that I'm predicting, this is a show that felt like it came out last summer. I don't know, it didn't feel like it was in the zeitgeist very much, but then in the uh, award season, it started picking up steam. And that's Succession, um, which is the kind of HBO prestige 
you know, family drama that uh, like 10 years ago would have been a shoe in for awards. Mm-hmm. But now that just the, the, the landscape is so saturated with shows, uh, you know, it, it, it has, it, it risks, you know, falling, you know, off the radar. Um, but it's, it's done well at, at, at the precursor one DGA for Adam McKay. For Adam McKay. Um, you know, so it's, it'll be writing that. Um, his notoriety, it's produced by Will Ferrell, who, who's done a lot of producing work, never won an Emmy, uh, and has several nominations as a producer. Um, and it, and it, ju- it just has that prestigious sheen, that kind of madman, wealthy kind of uh, prestige quality that I think uh, Emmy voters you have often gone for. I don't know if it's as consistently anymore because you know now you get like gritty stuff like uh, uh, Ozark and Better Call Saul coming into the mix these days. Um, but I feel like this kind of boutique show has a real chance, especially with like uh, an A-list actor like Brian Cox in the lead role. Kieran Culkin got a Golden Globe nomination. Matthew McFadden got in uh, at the Critics' Choice Awards. It's been popping up a little bit everywhere. And I'm wondering if this might be kind of like the, the sleeping giant. Yeah, like, I have it getting in. Like, um, and I also won BAFTA for the national series. Like, I... I, I think I don't think it will win, but I I can see it just being like the drama version of like Silicon Valley, where mm-hmm. they like it and they nominate it and it's just there for a while. Um, and season two is premiering at the right time. It's premiering in August when voting is going uh, on. So if it gets in, it could benefit from that. It is very snobby, and Emmy voters are snobs. And look, HBO they often have two nominees in drama series. I mean, Westworld sitting out, so the Succession could very easily take that slot. Now they're outside of our top seven in our odds, um, and I know our personal or our individual top seven predictions don't line up perfectly with this top seven uh, in our odds. Um, and so let's just talk about a couple of those other shows that aren't in our predictions, but maybe should be, or at least we think maybe they should be. And I think the first among those is Pose. Um, it's uh, FX is is a powerful contender at the uh, at the Emmys. Ryan Murphy is a powerful contender at the Emmys. Uh, it's a groundbreaking show. It's returning at the right time. So it's going to have buzz building back up uh, going into its second season this summer. Uh, I think it's getting into the top seven. What about mm-hmm. you, uh, Marcus? It's the most important show on the list. And if, if Emmy voters want to make a stand, you know, this, this show will get in. And look, without the Americans, this is FX's best shot. And so they're going to put a lot, they already have been put on, putting a lot of money and ads and everything behind this show. And I have it getting in right now in seventh place. Um, it got in, a, it got a ton of Globe nominations, right? But it didn't. Yeah, but that's like a totally it. Globe show. <laughs> it is. And they, the Globe voters love Ryan Murphy. But then again, remember he surprised us last year. He won directing for Versace and Versace won limited series. So the, the Emmy's love for Ryan Murphy is just as strong. This would be Ryan's first uh, drama series nominee. Mm. He's never gotten into that category before. Um, yeah, I can I can see it getting in. Um, I think I, I have it out right now. I think I had it at one point. I'm just doing my rotation. Um, but it was the first um, FYC packet like sent to voters. So like that can help it greatly since there's you know literally 500 shows at this point. And, Everyone is sending out DVDs right now. So they, you know, FX got out ahead of the game. So people could have popped in those DVDs and watched them with two months ago. 
And the show has some really great advocates. Like Billy Porter is, you know, Tony winner, got the Golden Globe nomination for Pose, um, well respected, vocal about the politics of the show and um, politics of his own politics as an actor and uh, a, an out gay actor. Um, He's exploded you know, in the past year. Yeah, the the the, the uh, gown, uh, the the tuxedo gown at the Oscars was outstanding, and it also mm -hmm. touched on these issues of of gender fluidity that uh, the show uh, is really open about exploring very a variety of gender identities. Um, and so I think it has that importance. It like like you said, Marcus, it it has that uh, factor where it feels like an important show. It's it's got it. It's got the prestige. It's got the network. It's got Ryan Murphy. It's got things that they like, people they like. Um, I think MJ Rodriguez does have an outside shot for best drama actress. That would be a groundbreaking nomination and uh, an openly trans woman nominated for a leading role on a TV show is would just be explosive. Um, so I think I think it's getting in. Um, I feel very, like I think I might have it in like fifth or sixth place. Not even in my last lot. I think I have Succession in number seven. Um, I, I think Pose is getting in. Um, and then here's another show that uh, could get in. It's a it's a big show. It's a huge show, but it's an international show. How big is it here? And that's Bodyguard. Yeah. Um, it won the Golden Globe for Richard Madden. Um, it feels like probably one of the buzzier shows Netflix has that's eligible this season. Um, but it's it's a question for me about whether that translates on this side of the Atlantic, if that's really more of a British phenomenon or or will that carry over here? What do you think, Joyce? I have a getting in. I just put it in a couple weeks ago. Um, I, I love Bodyguard. Um, and I actually also just put Keely Halls in because um, she isn't supporting now. Uh, so I hope oh. it gets in. Um, and I, it, it feels like, you know, one of those like smart, like thrillers that's also just really well written and directed and it's also short. So I feel like if someone, you know, hasn't gotten around to catching up this, with this like bodyguard show and they see it six episodes, they might be more inclined to watch it as opposed to one of the other nominees that's, you know, more than six episodes. Um, and I feel like, you know, even outside of like Rocket Man, <laughs> like Richard Madden has been doing a ton of press mm. and like FIC events for it so far. So that could go a long way. I think he's definitely getting in for best mm -hmm. actor. He could even win. Uh, although right now, I, have I think, I think if it's still the tape system, he would win with the finale. Mm. And people that watch Bodyguard just love Body. They're obsessed with it. It's, it's one of those, you know, fanatical type shows. Are voters watching? I guess we'll find out, you know, in a month or so. Wouldn't it be interesting if Richard Madden gets in and, like, and Kit Harrington, and not like, what if Kit Harrington doesn't get nominated? And, and, <laughs> that would be the ultimate revenge for the wedding. I know. Red wedding. <laughs> it's like mm -hmm. you killed me off, and now I got a lead actor nomination before you did. That's why. Me. That's why it's better if they both get in, and then yeah. Richard wins. <laughs> I would love them both to get in. That'd be amazing. That would be honestly. I would love to see that. Uh, just, just because it would be lovely to see. Because you know, like at, at, at you know the events leading up to the Emmys, like the performer uh, uh, luncheons and stuff like that. They, they, we'd have some reunions of, of those two. And the, oh, they already have like a ton. Yeah, <laughs> like just from like events like this year, like they've all been like posting pictures. So yeah, 
Yeah, I feel like like that would just be fun for like fans in general, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there there are so many other shows that we could talk about, but I don't want to go into them too deeply. There's one other I want to talk about, but like there's Good Fight, CBS All Access, uh, uh, you know, as we talked about House of Cards. Uh, Ray Donovan has done well in the past, but I don't think it's ever gotten in for drama series. There's so many shows just kind of bubbling under. Um, but one show that I, that's kind of a weird X factor, I don't, I'm not predicting it'll get in, but this is kind of an untested scenario because it's never been eligible as a drama series before. And that's American Horror Story. Mm -hmm. um, it did, it always did well uh, to varying degrees when it was in the limited series categories. Is that just an, you know, limited series is not usually an easier field to get into, at least not these days, than drama series. Could we be underestimating American Horror Story for like maybe drama series? What, what do you think about that, Marcus? It's possible. I think the best shot it has, though, is Jessica Lang and guest star. It's so ironic because she was not even eligible. She doesn't have enough screen time to be a supporting actress in a limited series. But now, because of this this rule switch, which I'm not sure if FX was okay with this or not, but it's, it's just a rule. They're going drama now, so now they are, they're eligible in the guest stars. So Jessica Lang, I'm gonna pick her to win as soon as we open that predictions um, center category. But as for drama series, I don't know. It's like, all, I think all of the genre fan voters are gonna put their votes on Game of Thrones. And I mean, it's possible they could get in. I could see it getting in a lot of the tech categories though. like the costumes and the makeup and stuff like that. Yeah, I think like it's um, ceiling in terms of major um, nominations would be in acting. Like I could see again in like supporting nominations, you know, like Sarah Paulson has like an outside shot, uh, but I don't see it getting into drama series. I mean, Jessica could like totally win guest actress. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that'd be, I so would love I that. Think, I don't think um, the show itself when it was in limited has been nominated since Freak Show. Yeah, I think you're right about that. So they've kind of been like over it as like a series overall, even if they keep nominating the actors. Well, I mean, that's, viewers, we've given you a lot to think about, to mull over about this year's uh, best drama series nominations. Our thoughts will continue to evolve as the weeks and months progress. We've still, uh, as we're reporting this, have two, about two months before uh, the Emmy nominations are announced in July. Um, so, uh, we, you know, keep, keep following along with us at goldderby.com and here on our YouTube channel, please click like and subscribe to see more of these slugfests. Um, and we will see you again soon and feel free to tell us in the comments, if you will anyway, what we're wrong about, what we forgot <laughs> to mention, um, what we're just idiots for, for, uh, even considering in the first place. Um, so, so let us know that kindly in the, <laughs> in, in the comments here and at goldderby.com. Thank you very much, Joyce and Marcus. And thank you everyone for watching. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.